You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, bringing you another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. Today, I'm throwing a curveball out there. We're going to switch up the show just a little bit. Last week, I put out a post on social media asking my followers for any questions they would like for me to answer on the next episode of the show. The reason I did this is because Decoding Success isn't just a platform for me to interview cool people. It's a show for the people. Any way that I can add value or provide insight is what really fulfills me in life, so I am so excited to dive into these questions today. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to my partner, Audible, because they are giving away a free audiobook of your choice. Yes, you! And I did say free! Free! Audiobooks are an amazing way for us to take advantage of our time, whether we are on the go, commuting to work, taking a walk, or we're just chilling. So make sure you are taking advantage of this opportunity by claiming your free audiobook through Audible with absolutely zero strings attached. Seriously, there is no catch. It is not April Fool's yet. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. Now let's kick off these questions. The first four questions are from my friend on Facebook, Wendy Silva. She asked me the four main questions I typically ask during my interview. So the first one is, how do I define success? That is definitely a lot harder of a question than I would have thought, seriously. And it was quite really eye-opening, to be honest. I feel like I've definitely overcomplicated this answer in the past. So to incorporate my boy Brian Fasheen's question, now me and Brian go way back, I think to like 05. His question was... Has my definition of success changed since this show? And the answer to that would be, yeah, it definitely has. I definitely simplified my answer to this question of how do I define success because complexity is the complete opposite of execution. So success to me is fulfillment, peace, happiness, freedom, and purpose. Those five words, fulfillment, peace, happiness, freedom, and purpose. Fulfillment I can gain through leaving impact on someone, whether that's through the content of this show or a video on social media or even at a speaking engagement. In the grand scheme of things, fulfillment would be me being able to repay my parents back for literally everything they have done for me in life, whether that's put me through private school, you know, travel with me while I'm playing baseball and basketball, all that stuff. Especially, and you know, I want to make this one known, especially dealing with the very devilish child I was, you know, and the next part is peace. Peace comes from within. How do I achieve peace? It comes down to me taking time for myself, you know, detoxing from my phone and detoxing from my inbox and my laptop and the TV, being okay with being alone and taking the time to declutter my mind through meditation and journaling. I've even been taking walks, literally, I think this past Sunday, I took a five-mile walk with just some light music playing, and it was so tranquil. Now, happiness for me has achieved a whole bunch of ways. You know, I love traveling. I spent 15 days in Europe this past summer in the French Riviera and literally everywhere. It was amazing. 
I love eating good. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you know I eat good and you know I drink good wine. I love being with my friends and my family. I love impacting lives. All of this brings me happiness. Now, freedom comes through my pursuit of my purpose. So I'm going to combine two answers there. My purpose in life is to impact the lives of 1 billion individuals. I achieve freedom through doing just that. And Brian, this answers your question some more. We've had individuals hop on the show and talk about how freedom is doing what they want, when they want, how they want, and where they want. I'm a big believer in that. Now, Wendy also asked me, how do I stay on track? Well, Wendy, I definitely slightly answered that question through my first response, but I think one major way to stay on track is through the advice Jeffrey Hazel gave in his interview on the show. We need to take account for our day-to-day lives. I do this personally through journaling. When you micromanage your day in regard to understanding what you did that day, you can tell when you are getting off track a lot quicker as opposed to macromanaging and realizing in a month down the road, like, oh, fuck, I've been off track this entire month. I'm not saying you need to be on top of every single little thing, but at the end of the day, I take out my journal and declutter my mind by putting it all out there on paper. Now, our third question from Wendy is, what is a piece of advice that I received which I didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? Now, that is such a great question, and I'm definitely not tooting my own horn. I always give the response about my parents telling me to study and do my homework. So I'm going to give you two different answers today. Now, the first one that I'm about to give you is very meaningful to me, and it definitely shaped a lot of my life. All throughout my athletic career, coaches and my father have always told me to take care of my body. Seriously, like, we don't really understand as children because we're not getting sore, you know, we're we're not feeling the, you know, whatever we're, whatever we feel when we get older, especially after pitching and throwing 100 plus pitches overhand, which is an irregular movement for the shoulder joint. So I have to be honest, I rarely ever listened. I never got home from a baseball game and wanted to ice my shoulder. Seriously, never. Don't get me wrong, I did. I was forced to sometimes. So first of all, I hated how cold my shoulder would get. And secondly, I was a kid that just wanted to chill with his friends. My friends were playing on the block. They were playing tag, red light, green light. Of course I wanted to play with them when I got home. That's me keeping it real and honest. Then what happened? At 17 years old, the rape... Well, the rabrum, the labrum in my shoulder tore. I never played baseball again. I made a weak ass attempt to come back after some remarkable physical therapy and surgery by my surgeon, Dr. Andrew Rukito, but I gave up when I felt the slightest bit of pain, which was probably just scar tissue in the way of things. And something more relatable to the individuals listening to the show right now, my parents always told me to be patient. I never was going all the way back to my childhood. I can't lie, I was so spoiled in all aspects of life. How does, the re- how does that relate to me now? So, patience is an absolute key to growth. It's essential. I can't tell you how many times I've had self-deprecating thoughts, felt like I wasn't enough, felt like I wasn't making progress, all because I'm just so ambitious and have these great desires like so many of you listening to the show right now. Yet, I was lacking the results that I truly wanted. I know so many people listening right now that can relate to this. If you're a hustler, if you're someone that cares, and I'm putting so much emphasis on the word cares about their future, you can definitely relate in some type of way. So Wendy, you got one more question here. If I can be raw and uncut, what is a piece of advice that I would give to a success-driven individual? 
That's actually easy because I stare at it above the recording studio that I'm in right now. The advice is this. Life is happening for you, not to you. I'm going to say that one more more time. Life is happening for you, not to you. There needs to be a mindset shift here. Life is happening for you. The shit that happens in life that we don't necessarily want to accept is teaching us something. So be in receivership, as David Meltzer says on his episode of the show. In my keynote speech, I actually deliver a part where I talk about this equation. Now, at first, I got made fun of this, but this is so true. E plus P equals O. And that stands for events plus perspective equals the outcome. As hustlers, as people striving for greatness, as people looking to leave a legacy on this world, on this planet, we're going to be challenged. We're going to face road bumps. We're going to face roadblocks. We're going to face failures. We're going to face all of that. But how we perceive those events will tell us a lot about ourselves and who we are becoming in life. Now, I got another question here from my boy Chris. My boy Chris Jordan on Instagram. He's at I-M-C-H-R-I-S-J-O-R-D-A-N. This is my boy right here. How do I feel about the podcast now that I've been doing it for a while? Chris, first and foremost, man, good to hear from you, bro. I truly do appreciate you supporting as I do with everyone listening right now. Thank you, everyone, for the support. So to answer that, seriously, man, I fall more and more in love with the platform each day. I wish I would have listened to my boy Matt Willens when he told me to launch this a year earlier. Matt, if you're listening... Listen, man, I'm giving you the credit. You told me to do it a year earlier. (laughs) I become more comfortable daily as an interviewer. And I think it was the complete opposite for me, right? Because I was being interviewed a lot. And I still am. I'm on a whole bunch of other podcasts, which is great. Shout out to everyone that hits me up to interview me. But I'm sure that it's just something that we picked up on episode by episode. Like you're going to see the improvement of Matt Labria as an interviewer, which is really great. I'm grateful for the platform. If I didn't already say that it's a learning opportunity for me in regards to being able to talk with these amazingly successful individuals. And you want to know what? Probably one of the best parts about all of it. It's challenging, right? It helps me grow in that sense because I do everything from reaching out to these individuals, scheduling them, recording and interviewing them editing the freaking audio, graphic design for the promo material, marketing the promo material, managing all the content. Like, dude, this shit is a fucking challenge. But you want to know what? It's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And it's well worth it. Every minute and every day, I'm grateful for what it is and what it is becoming. Now, another question I got. Oh, look who it's from. My boy Squally, Pasquale, DJ Squale. What is going on, man? He asks, what do you feel is the most underrated quality of leadership? Shit, man, that's a great fucking question. Where'd that one come from? Damn. I think that the most underrated quality of leadership is being a damn human being. (laughs) Like, seriously, I feel like a lot of our leaders are becoming dictator-like. Like, we're going back to old ways. And... I just feel like a lot of our leaders lack empathy. And when you have a human side as opposed to a quote unquote, let me lead and get results side, you can really create this amazing movement. Or you want to know what? Forget about a movement. How about a tribe? Or as my boy Russell Brunson says, a culture with a a hyphen between cult and your. (laughs) But seriously, like when you create that tribe of people that will help, you know, that's going to help propel you to the top. 
I'm all about building community squall and I feel like the things that really draw people to me and my message overall is the fact that I'm authentic and human about everything. You know, like I've been pretty fucking authentic on this show. I haven't slipped up once. I haven't tried being anyone else. Like I never do. I'm just so authentic. I'm, I keep it real. I'm not perfect. I face challenges. I still to, I still do to this day. And when you let people know, when you give them the inside scoop on your journey, which I always fucking do, people can relate. You know, I keep it raw. I keep it authentic. That's what it is, man. I think that I think that answers it. Next question from my boy David Staub. That's at D S T A A B two on the gram. Make sure you follow him. He asks, "What is the best way to land your first local speaking engagement?" That's a great fucking question. I'm sure a lot of people listening to the show are probably asking the same thing, you know? And so the first thing I would say is to put out content. That's exactly what I did. Seriously, that's exactly how it happened for me. You have to give individuals a reason to want to bring you in and speak. How are they going to know? Like if you're posting a picture of you eating an English muffin (laughs) like what does that show them you need to show them something put it out there on social media i'm not sure who your target audience is david specifically david but an example of what i would do if i was you know rewinding to a year ago when i actually a year and a half now maybe wow but um you know if i was going back the first place i would start knowing my target audience is I'd, i'd hit up my alma mater i'd hit up the college i graduated from straight up start at your school offer your services for free build a proof of concept record testimonials and record your keynote to create that content and to create that, you know, I guess evidence for the proof of concept, record a Q&A, whatever the case is, whatever it is, do a fucking Instagram live or a Facebook live. And I highly suggest this because this is all actionable advice to landing a speaking engagement. But one more question, last but definitely not least, my brother Castell, that's at CJR Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S on the gram. Castell, man, I am glad we are connected. It is an amazing opportunity watching you work. And you want to know what? Watching you flourish as a family, man, I think it's beautiful to see. Now, Castell asks, what are my strategies for success? Uncut, raw, and real. Sheesh, man, asking such a hard question. This is my last one. You got to make it hard for me? (laughs) Man, where do I even begin? I think the first would be to know what you actually want. Seriously, just knowing what you actually want. If you want to achieve success, you need to know what success is and not just as a definition, but as something that is a tangible outcome. You know, the next strategy is a plan. How the hell are you going to get it? Proper prior planning prevents poor performance, right? I guess you can call this goal setting in a way, making sure you have actionable steps to take with fucking deadlines. Deadlines is huge. Having deadlines to hit. And here's the most raw part of this answer, and it goes back to what uh, Dr. Jen Caudle said on her episode on the Decoding Success podcast. She said, put in the work. So I'm going to rephrase that a little bit. Put in the fucking work. She didn't use the F word, but I will because I feel like a lot of us are so in our bag. Oh, look at me getting all cultural now. I'm, I'm in my bag right now too. But seriously, just like we're so prideful and we feel so entitled and... You know, we're so into our ego that we forget that no one is going to do the work for us. And I see this in myself. Like, I'm talking about myself right now when I say this. Seriously, like, I literally hit up my mastermind group last week and confessed confessed this to them. Wow, I can't even fucking speak at this point. You got me all jumbled up. You know, I was trying to onboard clients and I I just felt like that. And I told them, like, hey, I'm I'm 
getting a little egotistical. Sometimes you got to take steps backwards to propel yourself forward. And I think we forget that. I personally forget that. You might have to do something work-related you've been outsourcing and told yourself you wouldn't have to do anymore. And the next thing you know, you're doing it. You know, like, listen, it comes down to the fucking work. But at the end of the day, Castell, I hope that it answered your question. I had so much fun doing this and sharing these answers. I'm grateful I was able to even do so. I'm going to be doing one of these Q&As every month. So make sure you submit your questions to me on social media. You can get me on Twitter and Instagram. That's at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S. On Facebook and LinkedIn, that's just Matt Labrie, my name. I would be honored if you could share this show with someone you feel could benefit from it. Let's focus on making this world win-win together. Support the show. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Show some love. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Stay tuned for the next episode dropping. Peace.